0: This is the John Clayton Show
1: on 710 ESPN Seattle.
0: Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host,
2: the professor, John Clayton. And good morning here on this Saturday morning, and another sunny Saturday morning, which is just amazing. What is it? We've not had any real rain since June 18th. Which is incredible. Temperatures have pretty much been in the 80s with three days over 100. It's uh, been a remarkable summer so far. So uh, hope you're enjoying it. Hope you're getting a chance to get out and uh, do the best you can. Of course, uh, Dave Grosby will be joining us at 1030. Uh, We uh, will take your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN from now until 11 o'clock. Let's get started with some headlines. Well, Mariners got a nice win against the A's last night 4 to 3, but it was a strange one in the standpoint that they had they, they was tied up 3-3 three, three, and three wild pitches helped uh, move guys around the bases and give them the the lead, I mean which of course I mean uh, wild pitches are just brutal, so it's like uh, that was a good win so they're going to continue along tonight 7-10 is going to be the start of the game six o'clock in the pregame as they try to at least keep as good of a season as they've had they've been they've been pretty good and of course we're now another day closer to the trade deadline to see if jerry depoto is going to add anybody hey this is good news Rafael montero he just got sent down to the minors yesterday i mean he has been awful i mean every time i see that guy all he does is give up runs cost his team chances to win so he's been uh, He's been sent down, and so uh, that's I think well welcomed right now. The Kraken last uh, yesterday ended up having a draft, and they take Matty Biner's a uh, center, with the first with the second pick in the draft. And of course, uh, that's good because I know that when the Vegas team uh, didn't came out and uh, they struggled to get centers and still were struggling to get centers. And so the Kraken was able to get a center in the uh, expansion draft. And now they get a center here from Michigan in this draft. Now, again, it's going to take him some time to come up, but uh, I think that's, that's a good move. Uh, As far as other things, I mean, in the National Football League, Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, broke off talks with the Packers on a contract extension. He's a free agent after the season. And so, uh, you know, you kind of wonder, okay, where does that play into what Aaron Rodgers is going to start to do Tuesday? Is he going to report and not report? Is Adams going to report or not report? I mean, you you can kind of see things are kind of in a tough state right now for the Packers, which is bad. Uh, And then, of course, you also look at the New Orleans Saints, Michael Thomas, uh, wide receiver, had ankle surgery in June, and he's going to be out four months. And that's their weak, one of their weakest positions as far as depth because they don't have hardly anything other than Michael Thomas at wide receiver. And so they're in trouble. And I counted it up. Uh, there's about 11 starters right now that are not going to be there for the start of the season for the New Orleans Saints. So they are in a tough spot right now, and that includes the change of quarterback because uh, Drew Brees retired. And they have to decide between Jameis Winston and Tayshaun, uh Hill, and that's of course our headlines. 979 ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey JB. Hey Mr. Clayton. how are you doing this fine Saturday? Ah, good. How are you? Ah, uh, not too good, but I'm doing okay. Not why not too? Why not too good? <laughs> well, after you hear all
3: that news from the Saints, what do you think I'm supposed to be? Right?
2: Yeah, not too good. <laughs>
3: well, you know, you know, what I mean? you know. Mike, you saw it last year. His production went way down after that game was free. And Sean Payton kind of alluded to it during the OTA when they, the media kept questioning on how he was doing. And he kept saying he's here. And, he, you know, I mean, they kind of knew that that situation was not good with his ankle.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, you know, can they can they replace him with what they got this year? No. They're not going to replace it, you know, until he comes back, what, weeks after the week six bye, mm-hmm. if anything. So, I mean, they're going with a lot of youngsters. The the, the tight end, Trotman is a second-year guy, Devontae Harris. They're going with uh Trayvon Smith,
4: mm-hmm. Marcus
3: Calloway. I mean, names that are unknown. I know because I, I follow the team, but. You know they're going with a lot of a lot of unproven guys. Little Jordan Humphreys, he's going to be there. So, it's is is primarily running the ball basically? Yeah, they're gonna they got to run the ball, do some play action pass.
2: Well, that's a, but the thing is, can they run the ball? I mean, Alvin Kamara is one of the best backs in the league, but I mean he doesn't have like a thousand yard rushing season in a while. Uh, because I mean, he's so good at catching the ball out of the uh, backfield, and so it's like uh, you know, it's not like he's gonna they're gonna power rush with him, and if they start no. if they start to do that, I mean, they'll just go eight in the box and try to stop him because again, there may not be a lot of worry about the quarterback position. So I I think they're in no. a tough state. I mean, to me, they look like a seven win team.
3: Uh, I, I think I think Sean with Sean's know how. Yeah, let's not forget. Agreed. With Latav- uh, Latavius Murray is there. Taysom Hill is still there. Yeah. I mean, they, they, can, they can power run a with a team run. You know, uh, to me, really charge his understanding and, and the way he coaches, I could see them getting at least eight, nine wins. I could see him doing that. I mean, it's just the way it's going to be predicated heavily on the defensive side. Now They lost some key points on the defensive side. Now, they lost Big O to that suspension, but they can replace him. If you look at the guys that played last year, they didn't have really high production, but you could see an upside in Shy Tuttle and Malcolm Roach, the two interior defensive tackles. They they could probably get some work out of Cam Jordan. He's on the downside of his career. How much can we get out of him? But that's where Marcus D'Amico put in to wake up now. This kid has got to start producing. They lost, they lost Trey Henderson to the free agency, which is one of their more productive defensive ends. But they're gonna have they're gonna have to get some production out of Marcus
2: Davenport. Now, they, they, and they lost a lot at linebacker. And also, what they yeah. have to see is that uh, Marcus Lattimore had an off the field incident that he could get a suspension. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, yeah that's if
3: that's I, another problem.
2: <laughs> I mean, and then they, they lose uh, Jack Rabbit, uh, Janoris Jenkins. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, that had to be done because I mean they were like hundred million dollars over the cap. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. had to let Janoris. Yeah. They had to let him go. And then they were hiring iron other here for agency. But you know, uh would you bring
2: would you bring Kyle Alexander? Uh I yeah, he's he's too injured. I mean yeah. he, he stays yeah, hurt a lot. Yeah, because I mean, you know, he they, they paid him a lot to go to San Francisco. Uh, he was injured there. You know, he suffered another injury. and I, I just think you know, got guy, guy, guys that you know availability is so important in the National Football League. It's one of the most most important yes. things. and of course, how many times has he not been available?
3: True. He hasn't been available much.
2: yeah no, no when
3: he plays when he plays Mr. Clayton, he's very productive.
2: oh, i, I when I, I remember going down to Tampa.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, Rondé Barber was uh, starting to work in the scouting department, and that. And he told me, he says you got to watch this guy. This guy's really good, and I did. And he was very good, you know, because you can see how productive he is. But then over the last couple of years with the injuries, it's just like, well, you can't be productive when you're in the training room and you're not on the field. True. True. Yeah.
3: When you hurt, you, you can't. You can't make the club in the tub. Huh? No, exactly. That, that is. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> Quite quick with Devonte Adams, mm-hmm. with the situation cutting off talks right now, is, is that being just because of the situation with Aaron Rodgers?
2: I think so. I mean, I think, well, part, well obviously, you know, if he was going to stay, I think he wanted the uh, DeAndre Hopkins contract and, you know, be paid like that. But I think what you're also looking at is that, uh, you know, it, 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 does he want to commit long term to the Packers knowing there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be there long? Now, again... I still think, because I changed my opinion, that Aaron's going to be there uh, this year, but I think that certainly he's going to be gone after this year. And uh, if that's the case, Devontae Adams, I don't think wants to stay. It's not like he's going to link up with with uh, Aaron Rodgers on another team, you know? Because again, like for example, if he goes to Denver, then uh, they've already got three receivers. So that's not going to work out. But also, I think uh, you know New Orleans is going to be interested, and so that could be something that he can link up. But it's like, you know, are you going to sign a, five, a four or five year deal knowing that uh, Aaron Rodgers might is going to be gone at the very least next year? And I don't think he wants to do that. You know, so unless he gets paid a premium, and they don't want to pay him a premium.
3: Understandable. That makes sense because you know him being connected to Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. That makes a lot of sense. He hit the markets. He's relatively still in his prime. He could definitely go out there and garner some money on the open market. That, mm-hmm. that, that's understandable, you know, as far as that's concerned with them. But now, you know, it, the NFL came out pretty hard on that COVID 19 situation, honestly, They did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean uh, it came out so hard that DeAndre he thought about retiring.
2: <laughs> yeah. You, but you notice he dropped that tweet pretty quick and then came back and said, I want to play nine more years. <laughs>
3: pretty quick he thought about
2: it yeah it's like wait a second here i finally got the contract that i wanted and uh you know that i didn't get in houston and so it's like well maybe i'm a little bit rash in thinking what i'm thinking right now so he took it back down but no i mean in fact i know bruce arians came out and uh said yesterday that if there's any break by a uh Unvaccinated player in team protocol, uh, he's going to find that player fourteen thousand dollars. And of course, what the what the league said is that uh, we're not going to be moving games around if you have an outbreak of unvaccinated players with uh, all these different things. Uh, so it's like uh, yeah, so, and both teams, the team that is uh, the one with the vac- you know, unvaccinated, and also the team that they're playing, they may get the win, but none of the players on both teams are going to get uh, any money they lose their game wow. checks.
3: Not Mr. Clayton, now you're talking. now You see, when you're talking about money, mm-hmm. now you're talking. Yeah. I think that'll open a lot
2: of
3: eyes. will oh. <laughs> wake a lot of people up right now as far as you cutting out those checks. Because you only do, what, 13 checks in a year? You
2: know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, now it's going to be because you got 18 18-game 18 season. And I, I don't know if they're going to change uh, the pay system or anything like that. There's a chance that they might. But, I mean, you get paid every two weeks. So it's like, uh, you know, you get nine uh, nine weeks of game checks in an 18-week season. So it's like, uh, you know, so it's, that's, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be fascinating to see, you know. And, and see, and that's the thing. It's like already, and we don't know if they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I mean, here's Jacksonville. They've got four players on COVID-19. Four. Wow. Four already? Yeah. And there's been like Wait, seven oh, or eight seven or eight so far around the league.
3: What about the the uh co-offensive line coach? He just
2: he didn't want to get vaccinated. I mean, he. he oh, the his one, job one for the Patriots and of course Rick Dennison from the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota
3: Vikings, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're gonna lose you're gonna lose your job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably, it's, it's something that you love to do because football, football, basketball, baseball, any kind of sport. If you're in it as a coach, it's something that you love to do.
2: Right. You know,
3: you want to sacrifice that. I, I
2: guess. I mean, for your stance. I'm I mean, te- I'm, I'm telling you this right now, uh, mm-hmm. and, and what, what's going to be interesting is that. then today we have like eight rookie classes uh, around the league. Uh, you know, rookie uh, camp for all these guys. So eight teams are going to have guys report, and I think you're going to see more coaches uh, that are taking the same stance, because yeah, you know the players. They can't force the players to be able to. Uh, know have take the vaccination but of course on the coaches it's like hey if you don't get the vaccination you can't be on the field and like if you're an offensive line coach I mean and you're not on the field then you're you're not going to be helping uh, fix up the offensive line so what ends up happening is that uh, you know you have to go up in the press or in the coaches box and that doesn't really help you out so I think there's going to be others I mean we had one uh, uh, up, uh, backup offensive line coach with New England I mean they let him yeah. go and so there's, I think there's going to be others.
3: Hey, you know, the offensive line coach is pretty intricate compared to mm-hmm. you know, him and the offensive coordinator works hand-in-hand hand, as far as that's concerned. Right, right. You know, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, well, I guess we'll wait and see. But I, I think if there's something that I love to do, and particularly coaching, mm-hmm. you might want to reconsider, you know. And, and it's to protect everybody around you. right. Yeah, it's to help protect everybody around you. And camps are open up. Are you taking any camp tours this year, Mr. Clay?
2: Don't know. know. Uh, Probably not. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I've not traveled since February of last year. Uh, We're still Mm -hmm. waiting to find out about, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff as far as, you know, uh, going around as far as the sidelines and stuff like that. So it's like a, a lot of uncertainty right now. Hey, JB, thank you for the phone call. Hi, right, Mr. Kate. talk to you next Saturday, my All friend. All right, sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN, John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.
1: This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com.
2: 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Tara in Mercer Island. Hey, Tara. Hi, Mister Clinton.
4: How are you today?
2: Good. Have you gotten your uh, tickets yet to go to training camp?
4: No, they sold out too quickly. Oh,
2: sorry about that.
4: It's okay. Hopefully, um, I get to watch some later in the later in the training camp.
2: Uh, let's hope. That, yeah.
4: That's my favorite part of training camp: just to see the young players and watch them always compete.
2: Yeah, no no question about it. So, yeah, I hope you're able to get in there and if so, I hope I get to see you uh, coming off when you when you're walking out or walking in or whatever. So, it's like uh, yeah, because it should be an interesting training camp.
4: Yeah, I'm really interested in I looked at Twitter and um, I saw on Twitter that Gigi Westbrook's coming on Sunday. I find that interesting. Makes me interesting about the third wide mm-hmm. receiver. What do you think about
2: that? I think it's interesting because I, I know that he was hurt all last year, but uh, you know before that he was a good player, and you know certainly matches up to be you know somebody that could compete for that third job. I just have to see where he is medically and all that stuff. But no, I think that 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 was interesting that uh, they're looking at him, and of course you're still wondering about Josh Gordon if uh, he gets off suspension, whether he can come back. So yeah, I think. Uh, you know, again, it's like, and I know that they added a running back yesterday. So it's like, uh, you know, they're still shopping around. I, mean, I still wonder if they're going to get a defensive tackle, a backup center. Uh, those things, I think, have to be on the shopping list if they want to keep adding. I'm not that they're going to add a lot, and it's not going to be big name. But I mean, D. D. Westbrook is a reasonably big name.
4: Yeah, it it also makes me wonder what they think of um, the Estridge, because I know he has a toe injury. Does Mm -hmm. that make you a little bit concerned about him?
2: No, because, again, you're going to have injuries. I mean, you know, it's a toe injury. I don't think they think it's serious. Uh, I think they like uh, Estridge, but also it's like, uh, you know, with the rookie class all through the league this year, uh, you have to be cautious because what you see is that, uh, you know, these guys are, uh, you know, a lot of them only had, small seasons you know because again because of the pandemic some opted out some uh coming off injuries i mean i've been charting a lot of the guys that have gone on physically unable to perform and there's a whole bunch that are and again this doesn't affect estridge but a whole bunch that have uh eight coming off acl tears and so uh yeah i think what it it just comes down to you want to try to see you know where you are with your, uh, w- with your guys, and I think that, you know, they just don't want to rush Estrigs, but, of course, if they need to, I mean, they took him in the second round, and he's talented enough to be able to do it.
4: Right. On top of that, the top 100 players coming out this week, who do you think will make it to, who's your top five list?
2: Well, I mean, certainly uh, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be, you know, the leader in the pack, uh I mean, you're naturally going to have Aaron Donald. I mean, Aaron Rodgers up there because he was the MVP last year and two back-to-back 13-win seasons. You know, Aaron Donald's going to be there on defense. Uh, we'll see if Devontae Adams is going to be there because I think that he's going to be rated as a top wide receiver. Uh, you know, naturally, I think you're going to see uh, Derek Henry there because he's coming off a 2,000-yard season. And so uh, I think, you know, those, those are five guys that have a chance to make the top five. Uh, you know, obviously I don't think it's going to be J.J. Watt because he's still a little bit older and, you know, starting to show a little bit of age, but he may to move over to Arizona. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, they're, they're going to be up there. I mean, Quentin Nelson from Indianapolis is, you know, probably the, considered to be one of the best uh, offensive linemen, and so he might be up there.
4: I agree with you. And Derrick Henry was ranked in the top ten last year. He's yeah. a great running back and I think he should be ranked higher um I didn't hear you mention Russell Wilson in there and I know he kind of dropped off but would he be in oh he's top top
2: 10 10? yeah because I mean and and that's why it's like uh you know it's not going to be just a total quarterback's list and I think what was it uh you know Wilson was like maybe third last year and I think he could crack the top five but you know I think with Rodgers getting the 13 wins uh, in each of the last two years in the MVP, and Mahomes is, you know, each year going to be considered to be, you know, the best. I think that, uh, you know, you might see Wilson be six, seven, something like that. And it's not like he's dropped off. I mean, he's he, you know, had the great start to the season, didn't have the great finish, but I think he'll be he'll be in that top ten and maybe as high as, you know, six or seven. Um,
4: do you think that Jamal Adams will? get done sooner or later i think because it'll get done fred later warner yeah. just signed,
2: what i think it'll get done later
4: oh really you think that do you think that um fred warner getting 19 mail yesterday do you think that will do you think you want more than him
2: I mean, he can ask for it, but he's not going to get it. I mean, you're not going to pay a safety $19 million a year. And I certainly think that there's going to be, you know, they're not going to pay uh, Jamal Adams more than, I think, Bobby Wagner at $18 million. Uh, you know, my my read on it, and, and unless uh, Jamal uh, is handling this wrong, I mean, just because you're a safety at nine and a half sacks, I mean, you're not going to be paid like a linebacker. Uh, you know, so you're not going to get 17 million, 18 million. So I would have to think that somewhere in that 16 million dollar range, they'll get something done. And I don't think the Seahawks have a problem, you know, paying him 16 million. So it's like, I think that uh, you know, he just has to be smart about this. And again, you know, is it is it just because again, it's like okay, maybe they can take it above 16. But again, to do that, you have to take away some guarantees, you know, because you have to, you know, do it right for the team. But I, you know, they have them in the budget. You know, they want it. They want to take care of them. And I just think he has to be smart about it, because again, it's like if you're asking for 17 or 18 million, take, taking the position from which we're right now is at the top at 15 two, 5. You know, you're you're basically doing that for ego, and ego doesn't mean anything right now. I mean, it's a matter of money. You know, you get the best money deal you can get, and I think that uh, somewhere in the 16 range, that's going to work. Hey, Tara, thank you for the phone call. Thank you. 866-979-ESPN, two zero six four two one espn Let's go to Mike in Renton. Hey, Mike. Good morning, John. Good morning, Mike. How are you and Pat doing? Not ah, doing well.
1: Good, good.
2: Hey, John, do you like hockey? Yes, I do. Very much.
1: You know, when I look back to Pittsburgh when I was a young kid, my dad took me to a penguin game. I tell you, John, mm-hmm. seeing it in person is just totally different than 100%. watching it on TV.
2: One hundred percent.
1: Oh that- man, it's so fast and quick and exciting, and all the hitting.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I, and- I I agree with you because see, I even go back uh, when they were the Hornets in uh, in in the AHL and watching those games, and I covered a whole bunch of uh, games. Uh, for the Penguins and all that stuff, and certainly, you know, seeing Mario Lemieux and Sidney Crosby and those Mm guys, I mean, obviously Crosby uh, came there after I was gone, but uh, no, I I loved it, and that's the thing that, you know, moving out here, it took away from, because again, you just didn't have, I didn't have hockey, I mean, I was able to watch Hockey Night in Canada, but I wasn't, and see Don Cherry, we didn't see that in Pittsburgh, but, But, again, no, it's, it's great to have hockey back. Now, the only problem I have right now is that, you know, because I haven't watched hockey uh, in two decades, you know, I don't know any of these players. I mean, you know, yeah. I think the Kraken had a good draft and all that stuff, but I have no idea you know, who any of these players are.
1: Yeah, it's going to take time to learn the players' names yeah. and all that. But I tell a lot of my friends, go to a Thunderbird game mm-hmm. down in Kent at the show where, you know, you can get a decent ticket for, like, 20 25 bucks Right. You'll fall in love with the game.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're, you're right about that 100. It's like it's so different. I mean, it's the most dramatically different sport. Uh, mm-hmm. Seeing it live as opposed yep. to seeing it on TV.
1: What I'm afraid about the Krakens is I think the ticket prices are going to probably go through the roof because of the demand. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to go to a couple of games, but I'll, we'll wait and see what happens with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but no, I think it's going to be it's going to be great, and you know, it's certainly, I mean, you can see with Ron Francis and uh, Todd Liwicki and the new arena and all that, or the revised arena. I think that uh, this thing's all going to work out.
1: Boy, isn't that a beautiful arena down there?
2: Yeah, it really is. I
1: was down there a couple of weeks ago and walked around. Oh, it's gorgeous! It's like a state-of-the-art facility. Mm-hmm. So that means the NBA should be coming then.
2: Oh you would think so yeah I mean and you you can see Mike so uh, you can see Silver uh, you know now taking a little bit more of a stand that you know once they get to expansion that you know Seattle's going to be in there. I think it's just a matter of once some of the TV contracts start to run out, that's when they start to go and do that because I mean what are you talking about? It's going to be a billion, two billion dollars that you can get as far as an expansion fee and the owners get all that money and they're gonna like that money. So yeah, yeah I, I just think it's inevitable that they're going to get back in in the league and I think that's great.
1: Hey, John, from Steeler football, i got a quick question. Yeah. Vince Williams, why did he walk away or retire? Uh, stunning.
2: I mean, I, nobody no, – uh, I have no idea. I mean, it just happened out of the blue. And it hurts because, I mean, he was projected to be a starter this year.
1: Yeah, I was wondering if he had health issues.
2: Might have. Might have. I mean, Cause but – Yeah, because, again, they, they need him at the yeah. inside linebacker position. Now they don't have him.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, I was looking at that defense. We're going to have a heck of a defense – because I really think our defense are going to keep us in a lot of games.
2: Oh, agreed. You know, and I'm, I'm still waiting because I thought it was going to happen on, on Wednesday. Stevie Nelson coming back at cornerback.
1: Huh. Hey, how's uh, um, the linebacker? Is it Bush?
2: Well, I mean, other than uh, stupid tweets and stuff like that. I mean, he's he's coming back and looking like he should be fine. And, you know, the fact that they traded up into the top ten to be able to get him, I mean, you figure that he's got Pro Bowls down the line, but right now all seems to be good on the medical part. But, again, he does a lot of dumb tweets.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't get that.
2: Yeah.
1: Hey, John, the offensive coordinator, Matt Can-, Can is it Matt Canada? Yeah, yeah. Do you think he's going to change his play calling now since we got a running back?
2: Yes, 100%. I mean, because there was no running game last year. They are about the worst in football. You know, they got Najee Harris at running back, and I think, you know, he was the best running back in the draft. And I think that uh, they're going to take it to take some pressure off of Ben so that he doesn't have to go to that stupid short passing offense that they ran last year.
1: Yeah, I I don't get that five-yard pass. Yeah. That's stupid. I mean, that doesn't make no sense at all.
2: Not at all. I agree.
1: Yeah. Hey, Don, you have a wonderful weekend, and you take care.
2: Okay. Thank you, Mike. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN, John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle
1: and 710sports.com.
2: 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Give us a call. Uh, we are also taking your text questions on the Mac and Jack uh, text line. That's at 710-710. Text us all in, and we'll get a chat going there. Let's go to Irish Minkey. Irish Minkey, how are you?
0: Hello, Mr. Clayton. Fantastic. Boy, oh boy, the landscape of college football oh, wow. suddenly got turned upside down, didn't
2: it? It sure did. That's why it's, like it's so important for Notre Dame to get into a oh, conference.
0: Oh, no, stop it. No, not at all. It, 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 this makes Notre Dame's position even better, Mr. Clayton. Why? I
2: mean, why? Here, here, I, mean, I mean, you can see where this is all heading, I mean, and... Uh, where it comes down to is that, uh, you know, you, you, the five comp, the five superpowers are going to turn into four. I mean, Texas and, of course, what you're talking about, Texas and Oklahoma, now we're going to leave uh, the Big 12 and go to the SEC. So you figure that the Big 12's in trouble, and you would have to figure that, uh, you know, the Pac-12 is going to try to pick up BYU and some of the teams from the uh, the Big Twelve, and so you throw all that together, and it's like uh, you know the uh, Notre Dame's going to be on the outside looking in.
0: No, they won't be, Mr. do No way. But let's let's just deal with this Oklahoma-Texas yeah. thing today. So I enjoy the idea of it only because it means that Alabama's going to actually have to play some teams now. Well, they won't be able to have to play teams. to play at Texas. And more importantly, how about Alabama-Oklahoma going at each other?
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: It's fabulous, Mr. Clayton. They, now, the, the only, what I've been hearing so far, the, uh, of course, uh, Texas A&M isn't too thrilled about it. Right, I can understand that. Yeah, because they, they, they suddenly are no longer uh, the exclusive uh, for recruiting when they when they go to tell these kids, you know, that you can play in the SEC with Texas A and M. Now you've got Texas, but Texas is sort of marginal right now. They're not the greatest. Yeah,
2: but they got Steve Sarkeesian, and they, I think he's done a great job of recruiting this year. So, uh, you know, I think that he has a chance to build them back up.
0: Right, but that's going to take that that's two or three years. How, how soon do they start playing this?
2: this? Well, I mean, I, I think that technically. They're under contract for about three more years, uh, but I think that uh, they're making that push to break the contract.
3: Well, yeah, you you,
0: you know they are. They, you know yeah. that they're going to. They, I, I tell you what, no more than two years?
2: Yeah, something like that.
0: You know, I I, I can't see it going. There's no way Texas or, or Oklahoma is going to uh, stand around for two or three years, you know, to, to, to join. They're going to. They're going to do it right now,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know.
0: If they could, they they start next year, but, uh, you know, the reality is they can't.
2: But. No, I think that's going to be difficult because, again, you have schedules that are already made up and all those different things. But, uh, yeah, you can see that, uh, you know, the, the, the Big 12's in trouble.
0: Yeah, so uh, Texas now uh, got the proverbial monkey off their back called Texas, uh, uh, ESPN and that uh, their Texas uh, uh, TV program—they're mm-hmm. they, they, dumping that like a hot potato, aren't they?
2: Yeah, sounds like it.
0: Yeah. Well, wouldn't you? Isn't the payouts for the SEC something like forty million each team or something? Uh, like
2: yeah, I would think so. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: So, heck yeah, get rid. You know, get rid of the only. The only school that can support its own
2: TV is Notre Dame, Mr. Clayton. Hmm. I could I can agree with that, but again, it's like, is that going to hold up? Because yeah, again, okay. we we have a whole new landscape coming up. Uh, you know, with the you know the superpowers kind of breaking up, and you know, ex- expansion of some of the other four. I think because again, look, I I think you know they want four and sixteen is what they ultimately want. You know, they want four superpowers with sixteen teams in it, and that's why. Uh, You know, TV contracts are going to change and TV contracts are going to be so much more interesting to kind of watch and see how the networks adapt to it. So
0: the Big Ten just is going to hold, aren't they?
2: No. I mean, in fact, uh, you know, Big Ten is going to, uh, you know, I think they'll pick up a couple. I mean, I know Kansas is talking to uh, the Big Ten. I think a couple Uh other teams in the Big 12 are talking to to the Big Ten.
0: What, what about some of these uh, programs, the 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 on the fringes, like your Cincinnati, and and uh, you know a couple of these these schools are starting to make inroads into uh, uh, being able to play with the big boys and mm-hmm. actually have some success,
2: right? Uh, unless unless there's a good market for those teams, I don't think I can't see Cincinnati, for example, moving up and getting into uh, you know the maybe uh, in, into the Big Ten or something like that. I, I uh, question that.
0: Boise State.
2: Uh, I, I think Boise State could come into the uh the Pac twelve. Uh-huh. That's I mean again, I don't know. Yeah, but no, I think, we're
0: just we're just yeah, yeah. Fishing here, yeah, because again I I would have to but think yeah, that uh, it is it is um uh, they certainly uh took the thunder out of the NFL a little bit here for right now, don't you think? It's no, just not really. news and story no,
2: and No, 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 because again it's like the NFL's training camp starts on Tuesday. Right. And that's and so it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, a break there. But, again, you can see it's like what happened yesterday was big news. I mean, Michael Thomas, the wide receiver from the New Orleans Saints, find out we, he had uh, surgery in June, and he's going to be out for four months. That was a big story. Devontae Adams breaking off negotiations with Green Bay is a big story. And, obviously, this week, you know, the two big stories is going to be what happens with Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah. Just one last thing. What what about this trend? Uh, uh, I, 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 some some you know some sports channels. Some guy was talking about uh, taking a look at the big picture right now as far as this trend of, of the superstars uh, in in sports and most sports are starting to separate themselves from the team concept, you might say, and, and actually. Uh, well, like Aaron Rodgers and what, the wide receiver for, for uh, Green Bay, isn't he also all of a sudden saying, look at me, I'm special. I I deserve more and better than the rest of the people in the league kind no. of a thing.
2: Well, that's just, uh, I think, the nature of it. I mean, you see it in baseball. You see it, in, I think, in all sports. And so, uh, you know, naturally you want to try to use your clout to be able to get as much as you can. And
0: you Well, know. that's the deal, isn't it? The, 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 it seems to be there's just... Just a whole lot more of people lose, uh, using their clout, so to speak, in these all these different sports and stuff.
2: Yeah, which is like, what's wrong with that? It doesn't mean well, they're doing it against the team. Yeah,
0: well, not well. Only from the standpoint of doesn't it uh, affect uh, the a team concept, so to speak? Isn't there going to create some some? I, you know, I understand the the great people, but but at the same time, what about the whole idea of the rest of the team? Aren't they going to become discontented or malcontents because all of a sudden, you know, uh, you two or three guys who seem to deem themselves special above anybody else, per se, you know?
2: Yeah, but I don't know if you—I you, mean, listen, it's like you want to be— if you're a great player, you want to be paid the most you can get, and so what's wrong with that?
0: Well, but it, 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 nothing wrong with that, per se, but it, it, it seems to be bucking some— yeah. Some, don't the owners in the NFL not really? They're not too keen on that idea, are they?
2: Well, I mean, they want to pay as less as possible, and there's no doubt about that. But it,
0: uh, it just seems to be interesting right now across the landscape of sports. Uh, this this trend of what about it's the I thinking, mm-hmm. you know? They're they're putting the letter I in the word team. It seems.
2: Yeah. Well, that's just the nature of sports, and you know, again, it's like a it, it's a business.
0: Yeah. I understand. Okay. Well. Yeah. All right, well, Mr. Clayton, you have a fantastic day today. Okay. And no, the Irish will not be joining. The, they are in a conference already, Mr. Clayton. The conference of one, as Jack Swerberg said. Yeah, well. They'll, they'll play 13 games. Yeah. Their recruiting is on fire. Every, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. These kids are all swinging towards Notre Dame, Mr. Clayton. That, yeah. Uh, you know, they're rank number two in the country as far as recruiting for next year. And and in the, the next year after that, uh, 23. Uh, they're on fire. They've gotten, uh, five-star kids coming to them now.
2: Yep, and of course, when they get into conference, it'll be even that much better.
0: No! Hey, Irish, gotta got run.
2: I gotta run. But,
0: what conference would you put Notre Dame in, Mr. Clayton?
2: ACC. Huh? ACC.
0: That, that's, that's such a weak conference, Mr. Clayton. Other than you got your, your in, you know, they've got mm-hmm. nothing else. That's their, that's their problem. That they're having to deal with. That's why they so definitely well, want Notre when, Dame But because.
2: Irish, when you say they have nothing else, I mean, there's only like six teams nationwide uh, in the, that right now are considered to be the elite teams. Only six. So it's like if Clemson's one of them. I mean, so you're not going to have more than one or two in a conference. I mean, come on. Uh, hey you, Irish, you, I got you, you I, you I, Irish. I've got, I've got I've got to run. I've got to run. Thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710-ESPN.
1: This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com.
2: And you can call us at 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Dave Grosby joining us at 1030. And we're also taking your text questions on the Mac and Jack text line at 710 710 uh, from the 253, the, will the Mariners be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? If they're sellers, they're crazy. They, they got to be buyers. I mean, not that they have to buy a lot. I mean, because again, it's not like they're going to go uh, deep into the playoffs or anything else. I mean, you just hope to make the playoffs as a wild card, and still that might be tough. But if they start selling off guys like Mitch Haniger or Kyle Seager or stuff like that, they just kill the positive things that have happened to the t- team this year. I mean, what, six games above 500? I mean, they've got good young players that are you know, going out there, and you can see how well Scott Service is doing, particularly in the close games, getting to close wins. Uh, you know, they've, they're competitive, and I think what you you would betray this team if you are sellers. So they should not be sellers in this market. From the 425, uh, John, do you ever watch the Olympics? If you do, what's your favorite event? Well, I mean, I, I, I used to, but I don't know how active I'm going to be watching it uh, this year because again, it's like uh, uh, the fact that they're having the event in Japan where there's so much problems with COVID-19. You know, so many the you know even better players and stuff like that are you know not uh, out there. I mean, I certainly like uh, the track and field. That's obviously the best, and so you like to watch as much as that as you can. Uh, but I, th- I think track and field is probably the best, and I think that's probably what everybody seems to be thinking. From the 360, what should the Seahawks be looking at at the start of this training camp? Obviously, you're looking at the offense because here's the change in the offense. They're going to a Rams 49ers system. You know, how that meshes with the uh, timing and uh, everything else, I think that's going to be the big thing to watch because – certainly you know now that they can go out there you're going to have offensive linemen trying to block and all that stuff how that's going to work how it's going to work with the offensive line all those different things so i think that 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 Shane waldron coming in as an offensive coordinator and russell wilson liking what he sees you know i think that's going to be one of the more interesting things to kind of catch up on from the 360 do you anticipate any team having particular interesting training camps this year what team will be paying the most attention leading up to the season? Well, I mean, there's a lot of interesting training camps. I mean, I mean, I, In like I, I just did a story for the Washington Post. It's going to be posted here reasonably soon that uh, talked about, you know, some of the big storylines, obviously, you know, the storyline in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, certainly looking at what goes on at Denver at the quarterback position, you know, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, or is it going to be Drew Drew Locke? I mean, you know, Trey Trey Lance or in, in San Francisco, or is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo? Obviously, I think it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I think you look at uh, the Chargers right now with uh, you know their new head coach and Brandon Staley coming in there, switching to a 3-4, having Justin Herbert. I mean, there's a lot of good training camps. New England's going to be a good training camp to watch. <laughs> you know, they added two $12.5 million tight ends. You know, they were able to go ahead and get two expensive receivers. Yeah, they got Cam Newton going up against Mac Jones. So I think there's, there's a plenty of interesting things. Seattle's going to be interesting. So, no, it's just a good time in the National Football League. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Give us a call. It's the John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.